On today's show, it's a serious check-in with the radio play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers, Doug Plagans. We're going to discuss the injury updates for the Cats ahead of Game 3 Thursday night. And we're going to discuss what kind of history the Florida Panthers could be making if they're able to come back. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, June 8th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers, and on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here to get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, it is a game day. The Florida Panthers, two days off, travel day yesterday, practice today. And the Cats are going to be right back at it tonight uh, as they host their first Stanley Cup final game since 1996. And their first one at FLA Live Arena, of course, 1996, was held at the old Miami Arena. And... Very, very excited uh, for sure to to be attending this in person. Of course, the day prior to it, I will actually be in Estero, Florida for uh, game three of the Florida Everblades and Idaho Steelheads. So by the time this drops, we, um, we will know what the final result of that game will be, as well as the Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets game uh, three on Wednesday night as well. But it's, it's so crazy how the ups and downs of the season with the Florida Panthers and of course life happening as well and we had actually a few a little bit of news as far as Brandon Montour as far as um the his baby being born uh Kai Wade Montour uh as well uh after game one he found out that his wife was going into labor flew back to South Florida as soon as game one was over got got back at 6 30 a.m uh eastern De- delivered the baby uh white his wife delivering the baby excuse me went ba- went back to vegas and got back uh a little uh, I-, I believe it was past nine uh nine o'clock pacific time uh and it's crazy to turn around and <laughs> i tweeted this earlier with uh kai wade and the middle name wade being uh his, the middle name of of his son uh, it's crazy how he came into this world with the Florida Panthers being down 0-2. And let's not forget that there was a Wade that came on the scene in uh, in the sports scene in South Florida when the Miami Heat were down 0-2 in 2006. And look what happened there for uh, the Miami Heat there. But I also want to discuss more about Paul Maurice's conversation with the 32 Thoughts podcast. Uh, and it was a pre-recording before even game one started. And Paul Maurice was talking about how the how this was going to this Stanley Cup final was going to be won and discussed mostly that it was going to be won in the slot. Bruce Cassidy spoke about it earlier, how how the Vegas Golden Knights, if they were going to win the Stanley Cup, it was going to be in in the slot as well for VGK as well. And it's it's really proven that in the first uh, few games of the Stanley Cup final. It's crazy because the Panthers are controlling the shot attempts at five on five. 
but not, not getting as much up in, in front as they want to, to be. And even in their few breakaway opportunities and, and chances in front of net, of course, Nick Cousins in game one, the Carver Hagee breakaway in uh, game, game two early on. And Aiden Hill is right there to stop it. I mean, the, the expected goals even, I mean, it, it favors the Florida Panthers 4.6 to 3.9 in favor of Florida at five on five. And we're going to dig more into that in the conversation uh, with Doug Plagans later on in, in the program. And just a, just a teaser about how we, we are very confident if this game stays at five on five in game three and, and beyond. But also going back to Paul Marines' comments based on the slot, it's also going to need to be one in the neutral zone as far as breaking up passes and, and with how VGK is great at, at getting through the neutral zone with their speed as well, especially if they're uh, going exiting going on their stretch pass and then the catching Florida as well in a, in a change as well when, when it comes to when it comes to that part of the game and of course uh Sergey Bobrovsky being let, let out to dry through throughout the third period of game one and then through uh the first four goals in in, in game two and of course it, the team not doing Alex Lyon any favors once he did uh come into uh the game as well but even we've been talking about it the local writers have been talking about it but even the national guys have been talking about it as well elliot freeman was like they're not going to win this series if they can't protect Bobrovsky out in front and and even screening their own goaltenders as well which uh we spoke about all about josh mahara with frank fort as well he's a minus three in the series for for the florida panthers it's going to have to be a, a little better um, and Aaron Eckblad and Gus Forsling, that's supposed to be your top pairing. And that the top pairing has just not been great for, for the Panthers. Get a lot of miscommunications in their own end, losing puck battles deep in their own zone. And, and the best pair has been Mark Stahl and Brandon Montour, d- despite what despite what we saw in that power play uh, against uh, Jonathan Marsh or so when he scored in game one. Uh, that that has uh, that at five on five, that has been the best pair for the Florida Panthers as well. Uh, you know, it, it's not it's not a spot that you want to be in if you're the Cats, obviously. But there is a little bit of recent history about teams that have gone down 0-2 and want want it all, and more. And two teams that have been there were the 2009 Penguins against the Detroit Red Wings and the 2011 uh, Boston Bruins against the Vancouver Canucks, which. You, you hear Canadian hockey fans and media saying about how South Florida doesn't deserve. Uh, uh, to to be in the Stanley Cup final, but then you see after Game Seven of the Stanley Cup final in 2011, Vancouver Canucks fans going on riots in the streets for losing a hockey game as well. So you're not gonna, you're definitely not gonna see that in Florida if the if the Florida Panthers uh, even if they lose the Stanley Cup final as well. So think about that a little bit about deserving and all that stuff and how and how people overall conduct themselves too. So think about that. But yeah, uh, also. Who do I want to see more as far as getting involved in play? I want to see someone like Sam Reinhart get involved. Three shots on goal to, through two games as well. Um, it, I, I know he's playing on the third line. You're not getting as much minutes. And I know, especially with 11F7D for the Panthers, um, you, you are also getting maybe a shift or two um, here and there on on the fourth line uh, in, and we don't know if they're going to go 11F7D as well. I mean, Radko Gudis, he, he, he didn't practice, but Paul Marie said that he's expected uh, to play at Toulouse-Torino. is not, but, you know, 
we know we've seen this from Paul Maurice over and over again, where he says one thing and then the opposite happens. It's kind of like the whole Ron Burgundy meme from Anchorman. I don't believe you. So, uh, sorry, Paul, but I, I'm not sure if I, I if I'm after 90 plus games, if uh, if everything with uh, Radko Gudis is uh, is uh, definitely if he's definitely going to play on on Thursday nights, but I'll I'll believe the my mindset is I'm gonna believe it till I see it. Uh, when when I do arrive at Morning Skate uh, tomorrow uh, for Game Three of the Stanley Cup Final, but also Barkov, he's not even in the top ten in shots for for the Panthers through two games too. And we spoke about how the top line of the Panthers were outshot, um, outshot attempted. Uh, out, outscored as well. You want to see more out of that line as well. Of course, the defensive clinic that Barkov uh, ha- goes when it comes to puck retrieval in their own zone, but you want to see them drive more uh, of play and, of course, get it the ability as well to get it out to Carter Verhage, who can snipe it as well. You 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 want to you want to see more out of that top line as as, as well for for the Panthers. So that that's uh that's what one that's a line that you definitely got to see step up. And of course, it's yeah. It, of course, you can see you can have the top line step up all they want, but if your top pair is gonna if not gonna communicate well when, especially when they're going up at the top guns of Jack Eichel and Ivan Barbashev, it, it's it's not gonna do any favors of it, and it's not gonna matter what you do on your offensive end as well. So those are those are the type those are the players who you know you want to see more out of when it comes to when this Florida Panthers uh, team does eventually make it back home to, well, they are already back home, but once they hit the ice in a Stanley cup uh, final setting, great thing about what's going on in the arena is they have the Stanley cup final banner up. Uh, I'm excited to see what the TNT stage is going to be the stage outside the arena when flow rider plays as well, which the concert will be at 6 PM. And of course uh, the, the Florida Panthers are allowing fans to watch the game outside uh, at the JetBlue tarmac for Game Three uh, in Sunrise, Florida, as well. But we're gonna get into our conversation with the radio play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers, Doug Plagans. We're gonna discuss all about practice. We're gonna discuss about the vibe check after after the Florida Panthers spoke to the media after. Wednesday's practice. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about game time. And buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, um, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has the best deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, hockey, comedy, theater, and more. For game time, guarantees you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Download the game time app, create an account. And use code LOCKEDONHL to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONHL for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And welcoming in our special guest here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, 
and we're doing our fourth and final series check-in through the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we are here at the end, Doug Plagans, radio play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers, and grateful for you to once again be on for another series check-in. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing well. And as always, Armando, thank you very much for uh, for having me here. It's always great to check in and chat with you. Yeah, uh, de- definitely uh, great great to be chatting with you. And of course, you just got back from the uh, arena uh, from, from from Panthers practice today. Uh, and of course, uh, of course, getting back here, um, to South Florida yesterday as far as uh, the Panthers going down uh, 0-2. And uh, also, not only not only... Not only how are you feeling about the the Panthers and how they've gone through two games, but how great is it also to have your broadcast partner, Billy Lindsay, with you on the road throughout these uh, first uh, two games of the Stanley Cup final? No, oh, it was great. It's always great working with Billy, and it's uh, great to be able to, to share these uh, experiences with him and to have him up there in the booth. He's been unbelievable to me from day one and uh, such a just and any of the Panthers fans out there who've had a chance to to meet Billy over the years. And I know there are a lot, but um, I've told told a ton of people that I think Billy and I worked uh, worked like one period together and it felt like I'd uh, it felt like we'd been working together for years because he's just uh, he's just such a, a pro on the air and just such a good guy and just such a an easy guy to get along with and work with. So, um, so it was great to have him there and, uh, and great to be able to share these uh, experiences throughout the playoffs with him. So, uh, so that part, uh, obviously, uh, obviously exciting to work with Billy and, and always is uh, getting back home, obviously uh, big for the Panthers to get back home here. They'll be looking for a bounce back, no doubt in game three. But when you look back at these playoffs, we've said it a number of times, this team has, come up with some of its biggest performances when it looked like maybe their backs were against the wall or, you know, they're a team that looks like sometimes they find the most comfort in situations when a lot of other teams might be extremely uncomfortable. So uh, they're going to try and channel some of that. You look back to the Boston series in round one and Vegas and Boston, two very similarly constructed teams. And oddly enough, the current Vegas coach was the Boston coach for uh, for a long time prior to that. But uh, you look at this matchup here and, and the way things are right now, down 3-1 to Boston, going to Boston for game five was probably a more desperate situation than the Panthers are facing right now. So they've been, they've been in a, a tougher spot uh, in these playoffs than this right here. That being said, it's ultra important to get a bounce back here in game three of the Stanley cup final. But this, uh, this isn't the toughest situation this Panthers team has faced in the playoffs. And they were able to to find their way out of that one and win that first round series against the Bruins in seven games, as we all know. So uh, this, uh, this team absolutely capable of pulling off something like that against a a very good hockey team and doing that against Boston in round one, that was certainly uh, nothing to sneeze at. That was an unbelievable accomplishment with the Panthers pulled off there. And that shows that they're capable of pulling this off too. Yeah, and you you made a great point with them coming back home versus after Game Four they were going on the road against the Boston Bruins and all all that. And it, it's just seeing the pictures from what people have been posting on uh, Twitter today about the the sound system with the arena, the Stanley Cup Final uh, banner up in up up in the arena as well. 
I, I can only imagine the excitement that's going to be when 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 it's approaching game time on on, on Thursday night. But with, it's funny because it took a little bit of a while for the Panthers to find their identity uh, this season. It really took until like February for for this Panthers team to really maybe you could even argue late January for for this team. And I think January is where a lot of things took shape. Yeah, so yeah. definitely January. But it's not like the Panthers all of a sudden lost. Uh, like who uh, and got lost into like who they were as a hockey team when it comes to this for these first two games. And we can't, we can't deny that the Vegas golden Knights have made goaltenders and defenses look bad in, in the postseason. I mean, we were, I was even talking about it yesterday that there isn't a single goaltender in the Stanley cup playoffs that's gone against the Vegas golden Knights that has posed over a 900 save percentage as, as well. So as far as the Panthers identity of, closing the middle of the ice and of course the goaltending uh how, how how are you seeing how are you seeing the panthers and how and their adjustments made uh for for going into game three well i think uh, i think for the panthers really they did a lot of things that uh you know would would work against uh, a lot of teams aiden hill made some huge saves look back game one it's been well documented if 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 Aiden Hill doesn't make that miraculous stick save on Nick Cousins in the second period, think about how different that game could look. Uh, you no know, the Panthers were able to cash in on that one right there and potentially take a lead into the into the second intermission, a situation where the Panthers haven't lost in these playoffs when they've taken a lead into the second intermission. So, uh, again, it, it's a, a series that really does come down to a play here and there. And I mentioned game one, but game one, the Panthers were 2-2 going into the third period. So that was that game was truly up for grabs, um, you know, and and obviously they didn't get the result they were looking for in uh, in game two. But um, looking at those first couple of games and moving into this one here, there are a lot of things they can build on. And if they just keep generating the, the shot volume like they have been, uh, you like their chances. Now, at the same time, Aiden Hill's playing really well. He has been throughout these playoffs. He's a big guy, sees the puck well. And, you know, maybe it's going to take a couple of bounces here and there. In game two, when they ultimately did get one past uh, Aiden Hill, it was Anton Lundell banking one off Alec Martinez's ankle. So maybe it's it's going to take something like that uh, to kind of to kind of get things rolling. But there's no doubt going into game three, the big thing there is the Panthers are going to be able to feed off the home crowd. And I know uh, a lot of the folks that you have tuned in here are people who've been to games throughout these playoffs. The energy's been outstanding. Um, it's definitely been noticed by everybody. And Paul Maurice has said that's that's kind of the difference that you get when you're at home. If you're If you're on the road, even on a sequence where you don't score, if you have a big flurry, if you hit a post, if something like that happens, you have the energy of the crowd building. If that happens on the road, you don't have that same uh, that same energy building behind you. So I think that's where the Panthers can get that good start they're looking for in the, in game one, and they are in game three, and they've been happy with their their starts through uh, through games one and two. If they can get more of that uh, in game three, and and then of course the added variable of having the home crowd behind them for uh, for game three, I think uh, that could really help snowball things in the Panthers' way. And I think you're looking at two teams here who feel really good about their their chances the longer the game stays at five on five. So I think uh, obviously that's going to be imperative. You knew it was going to be coming into the series, but um, you know, we've certainly, certainly seen that as things have taken shape here, but you look at the Vegas golden Knights. I mentioned it on the air. If we compare them to the teams, the Panthers have played during these playoffs, uh, hard to say they might even be a little bit faster on the transition than the Boston Bruins. Mm -hmm. They have, 
They're, they have more heaviness and more jam than the Toronto Maple Leafs did, and they have more finish than the Carolina Hurricanes did. So this is a team that has it's, – it's very much a combination, I think, of the three teams that the Panthers played in the first three rounds. But, uh, you know, the Panthers, like I said – they have the ability to come back in a situation like this. There's no doubt they came back in a more difficult situation back in round one against a historically good regular season team. So they're certainly capable of turning the tables here in this series against Vegas. We're going to pause this conversation with the radio play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers, Doug Plagans, to tell you all about our sponsor, Bird Dogs. And... The warm weather is finally here. Well, it's been here in Florida, and that means one thing, shorts. But with shorts, finding the right fit is always a challenge. With Bird Dogs, you no longer have to worry about finding the right fit. They got a style for every occasion and a fit for every preference, from khaki to Oxford shorts to gym shorts and swim trunks, all equipped with a built-in liner for enhanced comfort. Go and pursue the Bird Dogs collection now to find your right fit. And be sure to check out their line khakis, joggers, and sweatpants as well. Stop searching for the perfect fit for shorts. Head to birddogs.com slash right now. If you enter promo code LOCKEDONHL at checkout, you'll receive a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. That's birddogs.com slash Promo code LOCKEDONHL. Yeah, and four comeback wins, even though the Vegas Golden Knights do have nine of them in, in the postseason here. Yeah, you, you know, you just can never, never write this team off. And you mentioned something about a uh, sequence with crowd feeding off. And I think of something like the power play, the first power play that they had in game two, where they had five shots um, on goal and, and the, the puck was moving re- really well um, as well. For, for for the Florida Panthers there and you can only imagine uh how that could that could happen when when they do return to Sunrise Florida even if they don't score how they could how they could feed off even when even when the guy is coming out of the penalty box as well but uh the Panthers did practice today uh and uh do you want to give us an update on the on the on what uh the coaching staff said about uh, certain injuries uh as far as uh during their media availability yeah, I think uh, with uh, it sounds like they expect Radko Gudis to be to be ready um, with Etulo Osterina. It sounds like more of a, a wait and see, and maybe we'll get some more information uh, tomorrow as to as to his status. But uh, but this time of the year, you know, a lot of things are kept pretty close to the vest. You don't expect anything to be uh, too in depth, and, and and you know, Paul Maurice alluded to that uh, when he spoke to the media today. But um, you know, overall, you go across the league, and uh, it's one of those situations. I think it. You go this deep into into the season, you get into June, uh, you know, everybody's playing with a bump or a bruise here and there someplace. So uh, so it's, uh, you know, for for these two teams, both of them were pretty rested going into the series. Um, you know, you really had these two teams uh, going into the series, probably about as fresh as you, you could have two teams still playing in the month of June uh, feeling come Stanley Cup final time. Yeah. And and you also I also thought it was really hilarious about uh when when Paul Maurice was asked about the the lineup and also gave gave a little bit of a response about splitting the cons might between Chucky and and uh and Sergey Bobrovsky going so and that leads me to the goaltending uh when it comes to uh the Panthers um it, it 
of course, the the wheels kind of fell off for the Panthers in Game Two very early on, especially especially on that final uh, goal that Bobrovsky gave up on 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 the rush where um, Mark Stone has a broken stick. And there was actually a video of the equipment manager for Vegas handing him a stick very quickly before before uh, Halden uh, scored there. But as far as uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, how 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 do you think his mindset is? after game two getting that rest towards the end of the after the end of the game and his his approach going into game three I think I would echo what Paul Maurice has really said throughout the season and throughout these playoffs I think the the least of anyone's concern is Sergei Bobrovsky's preparedness because he's about the most prepared and and dedicated to his craft and detail-oriented guy that you're going to find. So there's no doubt he's going to be ready. You look back to game two, you mentioned that one off the rush. uh, And in this series, we've seen Mark Stone make a couple of really heads-up plays. And that's, you know, sometimes big-time players, and that's what he is, come up with uh, with big-time plays in in certain situations. And, And one of those, you know, to be able to go get a fresh stick off the bench and then uh, reinsert himself right back into an odd man rush. That was uh, that was just a heads up play that that he made. But you look at uh, at just other things that have happened in that in that game too. Specifically, a uh, couple of those shots Sergey Bobrovsky didn't even have a chance to see. So um, you know you can't. It's certainly uh, you look at that that result and and what Paul Maurice said today. Sergey's uh, the least of anybody's concerns. He's going to be, uh, he'll be fine. He'll be ready and he'll be good to go for, uh, for game three coming up here as he was, uh, he was confirmed that he will again get the nod in, in game three, but he's been such an instrumental part of this Panthers team and so important to what they've done here through this run. And saying he's been important to this run is uh, an understatement, understatement. To, to say the least to say yeah. he's been important to this run. So uh, again, there's nobody more detail oriented and dedicated and prepared than Sergey and he'll be ready to go for game three. Yeah. And, and, and going back to the defense and especially with uh penalty trouble that the Florida Panthers have had. And, and I mean, I mean, we can't necessarily be surprised with it because it's been, it, it was the most penalized team in the regular season and, they were able to weather uh, weather storms throughout the, especially the last two rounds uh, between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Carolina Hurricanes and all that stuff. But of course, uh, frustrations get in the way as well. And we're not here to. I'm I'm done complaining about the officiating. I'm on to Game Three about whether we agree with all the misconducts or not. But how do you how do you see the Florida Panthers as far as if they are to go uh, down again even early on about how they're handling? things uh post whistle or and, and all uh going into game three well like you you nailed it there what's what's done's done i'm not going to get into uh talking about uh, dissecting the officiating from from games one and two but i think the big overarching thing here is and paul maurice has said it the panthers have been physical all season all playoffs they're not going to stop playing a physical brand of hockey that's you can't pull back you can't be tentative that's just not especially considering it's it's part of what got this team to where it is playing that style so uh, there's no doubt it's been said by you know multiple players and everybody said that you know they would like to uh, they'd like to take fewer penalties they'd like to stay out of the box as much as they can but uh, you can expect this team to still play physical. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. We'll just have to get a feel for for how the game's being called early on and, and walk that line. And uh, and again, I think you're dealing with two teams here that both 
feel pretty good about their chances the longer the game stays five on five. And I know the Panthers at five on five, they're very comfortable in that situation. So, Hey, if they can, if they play the whole game at five on five and there are no power plays for either team, I think, uh, I think we'd all sign up for that. And I think that uh, the Panthers would certainly sign up for that too, and know that they'd feel pretty good about their chances there because this has been a team that's been, you know, on the plus side of five on five all year long. No, no doubt. And, and that's, that's the key, keeping this game at five on five and, and the Panthers have proven that um, especially towards the games three to four in the Carolina series where, where they, they, that was the difference between uh, them uh, get getting, getting those wins and hopefully it carries on for the Florida Panthers past uh, games three and four. But Doug, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this series check-in edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, coming here to get a feel of, of the Florida Panthers this time through two games in the series. There is no conflicts with the Miami Heat on Thursday night. The Miami Marlins are off as well. So there is no conflicts as far as radio um, programming. So tell everybody not only where they can follow you online, but the programming notes for Thursday night's game three. Yeah, everything's really consistent throughout these finals. You mentioned it right there. It's the schedule staggered really nicely for uh, for all the teams in town. So um, it's all eight o'clock Eastern starts, uh, five sixty WQAM, our flagship home. You can catch every game there, and uh, and of course with the eight o'clock puck drop, we'll be on the air on five sixty WQAM beginning at seven o'clock for every game. Uh, we'll start our network pregame coverage at 7.30 on, uh, on our great affiliates, uh, Real Radio 92.1 in the Palm Beaches and also 100.3 Thunder Country in the Florida Keys. So you can catch all the games there. If you're a Sirius XM subscriber, Sirius 138, XM 220, 932 on your Sirius XM app and streaming platforms. You can always find our broadcast there as well. And if you want to take all the guesswork out of it, the NHL app just makes it incredibly easy with the point and click access the headphone icon up there in the top right corner. And then uh, you just select your feed from there. And Hey, hopefully it's our feed. There are lots of great broadcasters work in this game, but uh, I'll plug our broadcast there. If you go on to uh, the, uh, the NHL app and find the, uh, find the feed, but yeah, lots of different places to tune in. We thank you for tuning in wherever you tuned in and uh, however you've tuned in and for however long you've tuned in. So thanks very much for, uh, for a chance to plug the broadcast there. Hopefully everybody finds their preferred method to, uh, to listen. You can always sync it up too with the national TV feed. If you pause it, uh, pause your TV at a whistle and then hit play when you hear that same whistle on our radio broadcast, you should be all synced up if you want to sync up the uh, the only local broadcast of Panthers hockey with that national TV feed. Yeah, um, and, and he laid out all the options there and hopefully Panther fans, you guys uh, find a way to watch the um, watch it in the way that you guys like. But Doug, I have, I'm having a lot of fun regardless of this uh, team being down 0-2 of just the fact that we're still talking Panthers hockey uh, as, as this uh, show drops on uh, June 8th. So thank you for coming on throughout this uh, playoff run. And hope hopefully once this series is wrapped up, hopefully with a championship, we could have you back on to recap not only the Stanley Cup final, but also the the run that the Florida Panthers were on. So thank you, Doug, for coming on all all throughout all these series throughout the playoffs. Happy to come on anytime. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden and Locked On NHL Prospects. 
Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener today. And every day, make sure to come back for tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is, as it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show where Nick Fairbanks will be back on Locked On Panthers to recap game three between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, Marwanda Velez with Doug Plagans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.